This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in this stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Today is the 16th Sunday after Trinity Sunday. The Old Testament reading is written in 1 Kings, the 17th chapter. After this, the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, became ill, and his illness was so severe that there was no breath left in him. And she said to Elijah, What have you against me, O man of God? You have come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to cause the death of my son. And he said to her, Give me your son. And he took him from her arms, and he carried him up into the upper chamber where he lodged and laid him on his own bed. And he cried to the Lord, O Lord my God, have you brought calamity even upon the widow with whom I sojourned by killing her son? Then he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried to the Lord, O Lord my God, let this child's life come into him again. And the Lord listened to the voice of Elijah, and the life of the child came into him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper chamber into the house and delivered him to his mother, and Elijah said, See, your son lives. And the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in Ephesians, the third chapter. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. 
Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the seventh chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us. And God has visited his people. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We sing together the creed song. Oh 
Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Hear these words from our gospel reading. And when Jesus saw her, he had compassion on her. And he said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. These are the words of our text, God's grace, his mercy, and his peace. Be multiplied to you now and forever, through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. Jesus has an appointment, an appointment with a dead man. Now we all know that dead men make no appointments, but Jesus does, and he has an appointment with a dead man. So let me introduce you to the dead man. We don't know the cause of death, accident, illness, murder, we don't know. But we do know that he's dead. Dead as dead can be. Stone cold dead. What else do we know? Well, we know that he lived in a town called Nain, N-A-I. And Nain. It is a town that is about five miles southeast of Nazareth, a town that sits on the northwest slope of the foothills of Mount Mora with a beautiful view of the valley below. It is a town that is a mile and a half from another town called Shunem. And Shunem is an important place in the Old Testament. In Shunem, Elisha, the prophet of God, raised a young man from the dead. In our Old Testament reading, we hear about Elijah raising a child from the dead. And in Shunem, a mile from Nain, Elisha raises a young boy from the dead. What else do we know about this dead man? Well, we know that his dad is dead too. His mom is a widow. 
And that's important for us to know. Because when his dad died, this son became the one who would take care of his mother. In Jesus' day, there were no pension plans. There was no social security. There was only this son, and he was her security. And it was his responsibility to take care of his mom. But what about other brothers? Couldn't they do it? Well, they could, but there weren't any other brothers. The dead man is the only son of his mother. He has no brothers, and so there's no one else to take care of his mom. So she will now be at the mercy of others because he has died. She will be at the mercy of other family members, other neighbors, and friends. And we also know that this man is young. How young, we really don't know, but Jesus calls him a young man. Well, is there anything else about this man? Well, the people of the town know him too. He's not a stranger and neither is his mom because a considerable crowd from the town is walking with her and they mourn his death with her. They cry with his mom. They know what has happened and like most small towns, everybody knows everybody else and everybody cares for one another. Now, earlier I said we don't know the cause of this man's death, accident, illness, murder. We don't know that. But we do know that the wages of sin is death. And this beloved young man, this only son, he was a sinner. How do we know? Well, the Bible tells us all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The words God spoke to Adam are also spoken to this Young man, from dust you are, and to dust you shall return. This beloved young man was just like you and me, a sinner. As nice as he was, as kind as he was, as loving as he was, he is sinful from birth, sinful from the time of conception, and the wages of sin for him is death. That's the real reason he died Sin is the primary cause of death for all of us. Sin will cause my death, and it will cause your death too. So picture the scene. A considerable crowd from the town is walking with this widow woman and her dead son. It is a funeral procession on foot. No shiny black hearse, just a stretcher with a coffin, a dead man, his mom, and the crowd. It is a sad sight, a joyless journey, a tearful scene. And you'd cry too if you were there. Even us Germans who never cry, we would shed a tear. This sight would move us to tears. This scene of this mournful crowd leaving the city of Nain to go to the cemetery which is up on the hillside. This scene reminds me of Easter evening. You know the story. Two disciples are walking along the road. They're going to a town called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they walk in silence and they walk in sorrow. And there's a song about their journey in our hymnal. 
Let me read the first stanza to you. The question is asked of these two disciples. Who are you who walk in sorrow down Emmaus' barren road, hearts distraught and hope defeated, bent beneath grief's crushing load? Nameless mourners, we will join you. We who also mourn our dead, we have stood by graves unyielding, eaten deaths bear bitter bread. Isn't that the truth? We have eaten death's bare bitter bread. We have stood by graves unyielding. We also mourn our dead. We join the, joy, the, the joyless journey. We've walked distraught. We've stumbled along the cold, stone-cold path of death. And death moves us to tears. And we've cried our tears. We've buried our grandparents, our parents, a spouse, a child, and too many friends. But Jesus has an appointment with this dead man. Nobody makes an appointment with a dead man, but Jesus does. And as the crowd of sorrow walks out of the town of Nain, they are met by another crowd of people. This is a crowd, a crowd of joy, a crowd with Jesus, a great crowd, Luke tells us in our text. The Bible tells us soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. This is no coincidence. This is by design, God's divine design. Jesus meets this crowd of sorrow. He has an appointment with this dead man. Listen to the way it happened. It's short, but it's oh so sweet. No commentary, just the text. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bearer stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak and Jesus gave him to his mother. Wow. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus sees this mom. She is eating death's bare bitter bread. And her heart is breaking and broken. And Jesus' heart goes out to her. And he stops the funeral procession. He gets right in the way of the funeral procession and he won't let them by. And the men carrying the beer, that is the stretcher-like thing that they use to carry the dead, these men stop because Jesus is in the way. And Jesus speaks to the mom, do not weep. This mom has no idea what Jesus is about to do. What he is about to do is beyond her wildest dreams. The time for Jesus' appointment with her son is here. And every eye is on Jesus, watching and waiting and they don't have to wait long. Jesus speaks to the young man, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the young man sits up, starts talking, and Jesus gives him back to his mother. Alive. Just like that. No one does that 
No one makes an appointment with the dead. No one speaks to the dead. No one raises the dead. But Jesus does. Just like the great prophet Elisha, who raised a young boy from the dead so long ago in Shunem, just a mile away, just a mile away from Nain. Jesus speaks life into this young man. He does the unimaginable. He does the unbelievable. And Luke tells us that fear seizes every heart, and they glorify God. A great prophet has arisen among us. A great prophet like Elisha. The people say, God has visited his people. Yes, he has. God has taken on human flesh. He has come to deliver his people from sin and death. And then Luke writes, and this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. Jesus had an appointment with that young man, and he gave life to him. Nobody does that, but Jesus does. God does. I think about Good Friday. There, Jesus had an appointment with death, too. And Jesus kept that appointment. It happened on a hill far away where there stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And upon that old cross hung the dearest and best, for a world of lost sinners was slain. From that old rugged cross cried the Savior's voice, It is finished, and sin's debt was paid. Your debt, my debt was paid. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And Jesus gave up his life, and no one took it from him. And as the sun is setting in Jerusalem on that Good Friday, Joseph and Nicodemus gently, well, as gently as they can, take the body of Jesus down from the cross. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, watches them. And like the widow of Nain, Mary, the mother of Jesus, now walks with her son. And Joseph and Nicodemus carry the body of Jesus. And there is no great prophet to stop the procession. God is silent. The great prophet Jesus is dead. And the women and the disciples are eating death's bare bitter bread. And Mary... Jesus' mom watches as Jesus' body is placed into the tomb. On the third day, the ground shakes. The soldiers tremble like dead men and fall to the ground. The stone rolls away, and the angel says he is risen just as he said. And Jesus conquers death, and Mary gets Jesus back. And now death's reign is done. Death's reign is done for you and me. A great prophet has arisen among us. God has visited his people. Listen to God's word. God shows his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand, but with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In Christ, 
we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. An hour is coming when all who are in their tombs will hear his voice and come out. Young man, I say to you, arise. You've heard of Chuck Swindoll, haven't you? Radio preacher, does a program, Insights for Living. I read this story to our Bible class on Sunday morning a couple of weeks ago, and I want to share it with you now. Chuck Swindoll writes, I arrived at my office unusually early. The sky was heavy and overcast, a typical fall morning. My mind was on my schedule as I fumbled for my keys. And in standard Swindoll fashion, I pushed the door open wide in a hurry, only to be stopped in my tracks. A chill crept up my back as I peered into the dark, eerie study. The light switch was across the room. So I stood there at the door, staring at the most startling reminder of reality imaginable. In the middle of my church study was a casket with a wilted spray of flowers, and on top of the casket was a picture of me. Now that would get your attention. That would wake you up just like that, wouldn't it? A practical joker had put that casket in Chuck Swindoll's office, and it reminded him of his mortality. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die and then to face the judgment. The wages of sin is death. You see, we are all dead men walking, aren't we? We all have an appointment with death. And Swindoll writes, Someday, some quiet overcast morning, the sun will rise again on this old earth, but I will be gone, absent from this body. Dust will settle on my books, And somebody else will carry my keys, answer my phone, pick up the mail, and fill that room with his own laughter and tears. Painful and difficult as it may be to tolerate such thoughts, that's reality. It's the truth. Dust you are, and to dust you shall return. You have an appointment with death. You will die. Accident, illness, old age. Death will find you. That's the truth. Harsh? Yes. True? Absolutely. Sends a chill down your spine? You bet. But you need to be face to face with this reality. And then you need to know this. Jesus has an appointment with you just like the dead man in our text. And Jesus will do for you what he did for that young man, only in a greater way, an eternal way, a never-to-die-again way. On the last day, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ, you and me, will rise first. Christ will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body. 
So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. Young man, I say to you, arise. And I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And no one will be able to snatch them out of my hand. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus says, Jesus has an appointment with you and he will raise you from the dead and he will give you eternal life, abundant life, forever life. He has an appointment with you and praise be to God, Jesus will keep that appointment and he will keep you as his very own. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.